Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Miles, and I continue to not be joined by Mark and Jackie because we have a wonderful parental leave policy here on the podcast. But I am joined by my coworker and, dare I say, friend, Anna. Say hello, Anna. Wow. I am honored to be your friend and not just your coworker, Miles. It's it's so special to be here. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, this is a podcast about, it's normally about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime that we've been covering since the inception of this podcast. Uh, we will get back to that one day, but none of you wanted me to continue covering the anime without Mark and Jackie, so I'm not. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about... The anime series, I should know this, guys. Come on, Miles. Blue Flowers, Sweet Blue Flowers. Sweet Blue Uh, Flowers. Yes, it came out in 2009, um, and it's based on a manga which ran from 2004 through 2013. But we're not going to talk about it just yet, listeners. First... What we normally do is check email at jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com, but none of you deigned to write in this week, which maybe is a bad sign for the Miles era of the podcast. I hope not. Or it's just a holiday in our country. Either way, there are no emails. So I'm going to skip next to telling you about another way for you to support us, and that is to go to patreon.com slash jjbpod. You can support us there... For as little as $1 a month, and if you're feeling more generous, you can chip in uh, $3 a month. Both of those options get you access to our Patreon feed, but the upgraded $3 a month tier means that we thank you in person, just like this. I have to pull up the thing. Okay. I'm excited to hear who subscribes. So thank you, Matt, Blu-ray, Brian, mm, Daniel, Dalton, Madison, Soliloquy, Kasun, Lord Zendar, Jumbo, Katie, Bloof, Caden, Austin, Tim, and Camilla. I appreciate you. Again, that Patreon is patreon.com slash jjbpod. So now we can begin our discussion of Sweet Blue Flowers. Let's Unless get you need into a break it. after all of that, Anna. No, that was exciting. I feel like I'm seeing the magic happen. That's great. And I'm ready to talk about anime. Okay, let's talk about anime. Like I said, um, this anime is called Aoihana or Sweet Blue Flowers in English. It's on Crunchyroll if you want to watch along with us. We covered... Well, we're going to be talking about episodes one through four, and those are the only episodes that I watched, but I understand you finished the whole thing. I finished the whole thing, and okay. I we can do spoilers at the end so people don't can avoid them, but I have some thoughts about the ending, too. Okay, that's terrific. Okay, uh, so if you, want, if you want to listen to this whole podcast, watch the whole show first. Um, but for the most part, we'll be covering episodes one through four. This is a Yuri anime, which involves lesbian relationships. It's a whole genre of anime and manga. This particular show is about a girl named Fumi Manjome, who is a lesbian high school girl. 
and her close childhood friend Akira Okudaira, and they are both. We're watching them both navigate their first year at separate high schools. Um, like I said, this show came out in 2009, um, and it's based on a manga which ran for quite a while, 2004 through 2013. Before we get into it, so when I asked you if you wanted to do the podcast, I let you pick whatever you wanted to watch, and I believe you insisted, if I'm remembering <laughs> correctly, that we watch something gay. I did. That's my, I usually insist that whoever I am watching something with, that we watch something gay. Um, okay. So I have never watched any anime before. This is my very first anime series. I don't know if there's a special sound effect you play on the pod for first anime. No, this isn't Hot 97. We don't have drops. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's my first anime. Uh, if I had known that there's a whole genre of anime that's just about lesbians, I probably would have watched sooner. <laughs> that That really would have sold it for me. But yeah, I looked through a list. I think you sent me like a BuzzFeed listicle of yes. top top 10 lesbian anime. Uh, and I chose this one because I love high school gay dramas. There is a whole genre of them. What are uh, other high school gay dramas? Oh, you know, there's lots of high school gay drama movies like, you know, But I'm a Cheerleader would be a, a classic. Um, high school TV shows with gay characters. Obviously, you know, Every now teen shows have gay characters. They didn't used to. They used to be hard to find. Um, but you know, like R Riverdale, uh, Glee, any any high school show, you've got to have some lesbians sprinkled okay. in. Gotta, yeah, you've got to. So I was excited about that. What what appealed to me about this show specifically was that it seemed to not have any like uh, action or violent elements, which mm. I would say held very true. There was not a lot of action yeah. in the series. But there were some on the list of best lesbian anime that had also like spies and um, more kind of exciting plot elements. But I didn't want that. I like boring stories where people fall in love. Grounded, down to earth. Yes. True, true to life. Yeah. Except for these giant high schools. Those are very fantastic. These, I, I don't know. They seemed kind of accurate to me. Oh, they're all the high schools that we watch. I feel like all the high schools seem big to me. On any all, anime we watch. Any, so I haven't watched any other anime, as you know. So this Have is you my not only even point watched of like reference. an app of, of, of any other anime? No. You didn't watch After School or anything? No. Oh, okay. I, well, I'm, like, what kind of anime, what are you thinking of that aired After School? And I'll tell you I if I didn't watch it. I Well, I think most people who got into anime who are our age, I think we're around the same age, uh... Got introduced when by the Toonami slot on Cartoon Network, which aired right after school. Oh, it was okay. mostly like action boys stuff. I also didn't have cable for a long time, so I missed I out on a lot of... Um, if it wasn't on PBS, I probably didn't see it. No, there wasn't a big anime slate on PBS. Yeah, they should um, look into that. Now that I know how great anime is. Ah, I'm so excited. to. I hope you actually do get huge into anime, but we'll... We can talk about that, I guess, a little bit later. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, like I said, we covered the f we covered the first four episodes. So I'm going to summarize them a little bit, but not too much, and then we'll talk about it. Um, episode one, the title is Flower Tales. And Anna, stop me if you want to interject at any point. Um, okay. 
In this episode, Fumi starts school at Matsuoka Girls Academy. Fumi is um, a tall, black-haired girl who cries all the time. <laughs> yeah, she's she's possibly <laughs> clinically depressed. She is very tall. That is something that other characters are constantly pointing out. I wanted to ask you, actually, cause, because I, I'm new to anime, so I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a thing or if that's just this show. But everywhere she goes, people are like, you are so tall. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at that tall girl. Uh, I don't think it's been as much of a plot point as in this one. Like, the other anime where height gets mentioned a lot that I've watched is Haikyuu, but that is about volleyball. So it's like, Mm. it's important that some of the kids are tall. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there is is some basketball in this show, which which comes up a little later, but... Um, yes. For the most part, yeah, it's she's just like freakishly tall, and everyone loves to point it out. Yeah, I guess. I guess she is a freak in this town. <laughs> Sad, um, tall girl. It's very relatable. That was me. Were you tall? You don't. You're not that tall. Uh, I was tall for my age in in middle school, so oh, okay. I, I identify as tall. We just haven't seen each other in person since March twelfth, twenty twenty. So you don't remember how tall I am. Yeah, maybe that's true. Well, I look forward to uh, being shocked at your height mm-hmm. if I ever see you again. <laughs> Just like everyone is when Fumi walks into any room. That's right. Good segue, Anna. That's mm-hmm. good podcasting right there. Thank you. Um, so Fumi's deal is that she, she, I think, I guess was born in this town. She lived in this town until she was like in elementary school. Then she moved away and now she's moved back to this town, which is called Kamakura, and originally she attended grade school with her childhood best friend whose name is Akira and her nickname is Achan. Um, Akira stayed in this town, but she doesn't go to the same high school as Fumi. She goes to Fujigaya Girls Academy, which is which seems to be a fancier and like Christian school, but they're both all girls schools because this is a Yuri anime. Get out of yeah. here, men. <laughs> There are, there are, I think, like two male characters who um, are both horrible, Okay, I think. <laughs> I yeah. know at least one of them is horrible, and I have hints that the other one is horrible. Um, um, but but Fu- that's good Fuji- to know. Fujigaya Girls Academy is, I wrote down in my notes that it's like the Chilton of this, the world of this anime. Um, compared You're referring to-, to the Gilmore Girls school that Rory attends. Yes, I'm referring to the, in the Gilmore Girls universe. Uh, mm-hmm. Chilton being like the fancy, uh, well-funded private school with the cute uniforms. Mm-hmm. And then the Stars Hollow High, where Lane, Kim, and Dean go, is kind of like the um, the equivalent of Fumi School. Listeners, write in if you have thoughts on Gilmore Girls and possible anime crossover. Please do. Um, do you think that the Fujigaya uniform is cuter? I do. It is, you're cuter. right. I think it's you're a, correct. The Fujigaya uniform that um, that Achan wears is like a cute sailor outfit, mm-hmm. which then I Googled and learned a little bit more about different school uniforms in Japan because I wanted what some context. What did you context. learn? I learned that the sailor uniform was really common for girls in girls' schools and now is mostly, please, anyone can also write in to Miles and correct me if I'm wrong about any of this, but... I learned that the sailor uniform is now mostly for younger girls and high schoolers usually wear more what Fumi was wearing, which is um, also a very gay outfit. She was wearing like a, <laughs> a blazer. It's extremely up blazer. drab, I thought. It is drab. 
And her school is kind of drab. Her school is like concrete and uh, Fujigaya Girls Academy is very like beautiful wood buildings and a really big chapel and these like very, you know, exciting mm-hmm. looking nuns walking around. It's gated. It's uh, gated. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's a slumming it at the public school and Akira is at a very, very, I think your Chilton metaphor was good. Thank you. So these two now live in the same town, but don't initially know that they live in the same town. Akira doesn't know that Fumi has moved back, but they run into each other while commuting to the first day of school. They still don't recognize each other. I think Akira literally runs into Fumi. Um, right. They have an encounter on the train platform, and then they're they're riding together through yes, the beautifully the, illustrated countryside. It is re- the the art is really nice. Uh, it's like very pencily. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it is the train itself because it's like this big CGI block in the middle of this like very like like much more muted <laughs> like hand drawn universe and it's just this like computery block in the middle of it so i didn't like that and you do see the train a lot the train is a big part of the show commuting is a huge part of the show which i like i like that too listeners of this podcast will know that commuting was once a huge topic of discussion on the Um, podcast on the podcast that's right we talked a lot about nj transit wow well i liked the commuting part because i took the train to high school when I was in high you school, did? I did. And I had a crush who took this train at the same time as me. And I would always wait at my um, stop hoping that she would show up because she actually had two different ways she could commute. I knew her her route pretty, pretty, you know, I knew it. <laughs> and you know, that is very precious. So were you freaking out when you saw this? You were like, this is made for me. Yes. At the beginning, <laughs> I was. Okay. Okay. So I can't wait I, for this turn. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're like me. They they're gonna have train crushes that they commute they they commute together to school, and that's gonna be really romantic and exciting. Because mm. that's how they first meet again. That is how they first meet, and the but then it like it sort of takes a dark turn because what happens on the train is that Akira has to save Fumi from a apparently a molester, right? Like you you don't ever see the act itself, but suddenly Fumi is crying. And then Akira steps on the foot of the man who's behind Fumi. And then they're just like off the train and and Fumi's like, thanks for saving me from that molester. Yeah. And it's just like a very scary thing that they sort of gloss, gloss over. over. Right. They they don't give it a ton of weight in the show, which I think is actually kind of typical of early 2000s media that sexual assault is like downplayed a lot more than it would be now. Yeah, that's true. But she... Uh, definitely it makes sense that she's crying it's a traumatic event she cries a lot more in the show also for other reasons yeah but the- for maybe less traumatic reasons right um well the other the other vibe i got was that it's like extremely commonplace to be molested on a train in japan because the brother before uh, akira's brother before she drops her off is like watch out for train molesters right so yes maybe and then we, we do indeed encounter a train molester right away yeah that seems bad it does seem bad, especially because there's so many teenage girls commuting to their various high schools every day mm-hmm. in this show. Should, trains uh, should be safe spaces. I agree. Um, they So you, despite this traumatic experience, they still don't recognize each other as childhood friends. I guess because Fumi has become so tall. Um, right. 
but they don't make the connection until Fumi and her mother get invited to uh, Akira's house by Akira's mother, um, because their moms are also old friends, and they hear that Fumi's family has moved back in town. So then they finally realize, oh, we used to be friends. You just look really different and gigantic now. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah, she's shocked at how tall Fumi is. Yes, one of the one of the many characters to be shocked at how tall Fumi is. Like it's probably been like I don't know, like eight years, I guess. If they knew each other when they were six, and now they're fourteen, like yeah, she grew Akira. <laughs> right, and that's some something people. in <laughs> in the flashbacks we learned that um, that Akira was the taller one when they were little, and yeah, they, like a little. No, she was like significantly taller in the flashbacks. She was a little taller. Okay, well that's why they don't recognize each other. One of the reasons. Yeah. She's only she only looks down at people. <laughs> um, we also learn that Fumi's another thing that makes Fumi sad, and I don't know if this happens at Akira's house, uh, but she finds out that her cousin Chizu whom she apparently has a crush on is getting married. And I think it kind of ends with her just being like, like being pretty upset about that in front right. of Akira. And Chizu is, is still living with them at the beginning, the very beginning of the show in the first episode, Chizu is like about to move out to get married mm-hmm. or like she's ending her summer vacation that she spent with her aunt and uncle. It yeah. is a little incesty. It does seem like maybe something happened between them. I hope not. It's because not- it also seems like Jesus is a lot older. Right. Is she is she okay, that's a great question, Miles. Is she older or is everyone just getting engaged and getting married really young in this show? Because a lot of people have fiancés. Yeah, that's true. I didn't understand the fiancé dynamic, which we will learn more about in later eps. But yeah, it's unclear how old Chizu is and it, I don't know. I mean, it is it like it's baseline weird because they're cousins and one right. of them has a crush on the other. <laughs> yes. The age gap and the cousins situation. It's pretty, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a little weird, but you know, Fumi also in a relatable way, um, to gay teenagers, I think is just has a lot of feelings about everything. She has that a happens ton to of her. feelings. Yes. She seems to be filled with, uh, I don't say feelings, lust, but she seems to like eat. Yeah. She's filled with feelings. Like she's a, she's a, she's on edge. Mm-hmm. And she spends a lot of time in the show. First episode included, I believe, just like sitting on her bed, feeling feelings. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't? Right. And that's a, and I think that is tr- very true to high school too. The whole show kind of struck me as kind of true to the high school experience because okay, not not a ton actually happens, but yeah, and everyone has a lot of feelings about it, and everyone. Dr- like makes a huge deal out of everything that does happen. <laughs> right. And people are really quick to say, I love you after short amounts of time. Yeah. We, we, we can get to that. Uh, what were some of your first impressions of the show? Some of my first impressions were how really v- visually beautiful it is. There's, you know, a lot of, like you said, this kind of pencil drawing feeling in the background a lot of pastel colors all the flashbacks that we see to mm-hmm. uh, when they were childhood friends are sepia toned which is you know useful for the storytelling because we know what's happening when but it's also just pretty to look at right they don't make a flashback noise like some shows do they don't go right is that an anime thing no it's just a regular thing okay yeah they don't make a flashback noise um 
And uh, I think initially what I expected from the show, I was really excited because I um, expected it to be this kind of like slow burn love story between these two childhood friends, Mm -hmm. which is also in the credits, which we haven't talked about the opening credits, the opening credits. Yeah. The opening credits where you see a lot of, you know, flowers, very evocative. Mm -hmm. Uh, You see, you see Fumi and, um, and Achan as like children and as teens kind of running through the fields together. And then you Mm -hmm. see them fully naked, like caressing each other's hands. Mm -hmm. So right away I was like, Oh yeah. Like we're going to get, you know, some a real love story like there there's going to be some stuff going on like that is more than you get from watching like three seasons of an american teen show that's true they did there is immediately like pretty quickly like relationships heat up right but not the ones you think will heat up (laughs) not the ones you think or hope will heat up (laughs) so that those are my first impressions of the show and i was really on board um after the first episode i was really in in it I know, I know you mentioned it took you a little while to warm up to the characters because it is pretty slow, but I it like slow. Did. Um, yeah. One thing that I noticed about it, which maybe you didn't because this is your first anime, was it goes almost immediately into the opening song, which mm-hmm. I kind of like. Well, I actually have no good memory. I, I didn't listen to the song very much. And now that it's been a couple of days, I don't remember it at all. But I remember liking the song. The song is like good. It was sort of a soft piano-y kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so it starts out quite slow and not very plotty. Mm -hmm. So I sort of knew that it would depend a lot on whether I liked, uh, Achan and Fumi, but you end up meeting a lot more people. Um, so it takes a while. It took a while for me to like, really like hook into anyone. Right. That makes um, sense. So you meet in the fir- very first episode, we can talk a little bit about who you meet. You um, you meet Fumi and, um, and Akira. Mm-hmm. Then they go off to their respective schools where they're basically yes. both freshmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're both kind of new. And then Fumi immediately meets this like trio of girls that are really giggly. And they yeah, want... They were anonymous to me. Like they just <laughs> seemed like a group of people and like they didn't have their own thing. They there was do, one who was more aggressive than the other, too. Right. Yeah. They get a little more depth as the show goes on, but they're mostly always in a group of three. And they, yes. the reason they zero in on Fumi is because she's really tall. And they're like, oh, that girl is so tall. We should get her to join drama club. Right. Which Fumi initially says no to. And that's a huge mistake because obviously when you arrive at high school and you have to choose an extracurricular, drama is one of the best if you want to make friends. Do you know this from personal experience? I know this from personal experience because I didn't do drama in high school and I wished I had. And really? everyone, yeah, everyone I've met who was a theater kid, like had such a great experience and such a close knit community from it. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't think I was missing out on anything, um, but now you've made me wonder whether I am. You probably like, were. Because I didn't care about theater at all. Well, I know you, you did your book. You were into your book. What makes you think I was in yearbook? Weren't you in yearbook? No, I wasn't in yearbook. Okay, school school newspaper? I did a little bit of school newspaper in a very half-assed way. I think I okay. wrote like two things a year. <laughs> it was like Wow. It was like a very uh it was a very special event when I The biannual Miles column. That's right. 
and I wanted to sound off on what was going on at school. Um, I wanted to also talk about, so I have had, I wanted to ask you this too, but I have been Fumi because I started elementary school in New York City and then, well, I never moved back, (laughs) but I moved to, I moved to New Jersey in the middle of second grade and I left Uh behind my best friend Janice. So sometimes I think about like, if I were Fumi and I had moved back. Like, how different would my life have been? Would I still be friends with the same people? I don't know. Wow. Did that ever happen to you? I did move schools. I have never really thought about what if I went back. I moved from Cambridge to Brookline, Massachusetts when I was between second and third grade. So I didn't move in the middle of the year. And I switched um, from a a small school to a big big school. So that was kind of a transition. But okay. no, I mean, I don't think it was uh, similar to Fumi's experience in any way. No, also, I did not. Uh, I didn't have this experience. <laughs> you you didn't have a childhood friend you reconnected with and then um, drama ensued. No, that didn't happen. I'll, I'll look him up and see if I can make any drama happen. Yeah, let's let's get Janice on the pod. Okay. Janice, if you're listening, uh, it's jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Oh, I forgot to tell you about the Twitter. It's JJB Pod. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, Woo. was that was that for me or for Janice? That's for everyone who's listening. Yeah, everyone follow the pod on Twitter. I do. Oh, thanks, Anna. Yeah. Other stray episode one thoughts. I mentioned the older brother who drops off Akira mm-hmm. and warns her about the molesters on the train. At first, I liked him because he swings his keys around his finger, which is something that I used to do in high school. Although he's in college, so it's maybe lamer for him to do. But I liked the casualness of, look at me, I have a car. Um, but later I hated him, which we'll talk about. <laughs> I've also been noting whether characters in school sit by the window for a long, long time. Uh, and neither of these characters sit by the window. Just letting all of you know that neither Fumi nor Akira sit by the window make of that what you will um, yeah. and i wanted to ask you because they akira comments on i think fumi on how flat her chest is is this a real thing that happens i would say no okay. oh you mean between high school girls yeah i think high school girls are very likely to compliment each other's breasts and mm-hmm. in a potentially homoerotic but also potentially platonic way but okay. I think saying you're so flat, which Akira says to Fumi, is more of uh, like a middle school insult. Okay. Well, they're only freshmen. They're only freshmen. But, you know, they're commuting on their own. That's Maybe true. it's time to start complimenting breasts instead of insulting them. That's Although, right. you know, you're, there's, you're so there's flat. There's molesters not, around. It's not necessarily an insult. But that um, that indicated to me at first, I was like, oh, that means that, you know. Akira is looking at Fumi's boobs. That's going to mean something. Okay. Did it? We'll find out. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I didn't find out, by the way. You don't <laughs> find out in these first four episodes, okay? Uh, I wanted to take a quick note because uh, this this question made me want to look up who wrote the manga and, and was behind the anime. Uh, it's an author named Takako Shimura, who is a woman, which I was worried about. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um 
This seems to be her most popular work. Um, it's the only one thus far that's been adopted into an anime, but many of her works feature LGBT, um, especially lesbian and transgender topics. Um, she does have a series called Wandering Sun that has had an anime adaptation announced. Uh, I don't know how out of date this Wikipedia page I'm looking at is, so maybe it's out already. Maybe not. Let me look it up. It did seem like this show was written by a lesbian. I got that vibe. Okay. Uh, let's see. The anime ran in for Wandering Sun ran in 2011. Oh, we watched this. You watched oh, it we- and you didn't remember? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wandering Sun was about a young trans girl named Shuichi Notori. I think we liked that show, but if you want to see what we actually thought, now that I've for- completely forgotten about it, <laughs> you can check out our back catalog at anchor.fm slash jjbpod. Woo! Okay, so we've watched something by this lady before. I guess I should have known that. If I were a more prepared podcast host, I would have I would have been prepared. Sorry, Anna. That's Sorry, okay. listeners. Any other thoughts on Ep1 before we advance? Uh... I, I think I'm ready to advance because, you know, things, like we said, take a while to pick up on this show. It's, they sure do. It's a lot of um, taking the train to and from school, having feelings in yeah. alone in your room. <laughs> like I said, very accurate for my high school experience. God, I wish I could go back. <laughs> uh, episode two is called Spring Storm. Um. So in this episode, uh, we were talking about joining high school clubs. So here's what happens to Fumi. As we mentioned, she gets asked to join the drama club. She says no. Then she's walking down the hall, and a tall hottie named Yasuko Sugimoto comes out of the door and is like, you should join this club. And she's standing outside the door for the literary club. So she naturally thinks, oh, it's the literary club. Let me join the literary club so I can be around this tall hottie. But it turns out Yasuko is in basketball club. So then Fumi's like, okay, I guess I'll join basketball club. Um, no, I, me- th- I think that Fumi accidentally just signs the paper not knowing what club it is at all. And then she accidentally joins basketball uh, club. Okay, so she never joins literary... No, well, she doesn't join literary club at first. She just she joins whatever join. club Yasuko is in. She assumes right. it's literary club because she's coming out of literary club. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah, so she, dri- uh, driven by her lust from this uh, similarly tall girl, she ends up in <laughs> basketball club. Meanwhile, as we mentioned, um, Akiro and Kyoko, uh, they actually join drama club. Have we talked about um, Kyoko yet? Kyoko is a blonde girl who sits next to Akira. She has like short blonde hair. I feel like you don't get, I mean, you do find something huge about her at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but at first, she just happens to be the girl sitting next to Akira. Um, and they both join the drama club where they will work backstage, not on stage. Note, they're not cast because they're freshmen. Um, in a production of Wuthering Heights. Uh, that's the one with Heathcliff and Catherine that Kate Bush sang a song about. Did you read Wuthering Heights, Anna? I never read Wuthering Heights in school or outside of school. It's okay. not, not on my list. I, this kind of made me want to read it, though. Like the 
the high school production of Wuthering Heights in this anime. <laughs> yes. Well, you didn't watch all the way to the actual performance, oh, right? Right. I you're saw right. the performance. Well, you probably they probably covered everything you need. They really didn't. Okay. Well, you could just listen to the Kate Bush song too if you're if okay. you're still curious. I'll do that. Thank I think you. It's a it's a classic of English literature. I think I read it in like an English lit class in college. Um, but who cares? <laughs> uh, so Akira and Kyoko are at the very fancy Fujigaya school, um, and they have this big drama club. But for some reason, which we find out later why, but Yasuko, who attends, I can't, I forgot the name of their school. It's just the Fumi's la- boring public school. Yeah, the lame public school. For some reason, Yasuko is going to be playing Heathcliff, which is like the big male role in Wuthering Heights. And it's ostensibly because she's very tall. Again. I guess they just don't have enough tall girls around uh, at this fancy private school. They only pick short girls. So because Yasuko has reason to go over to the fancy school, um, she brings along Fumi, who she's taken a shine to, and the three like pips that we've mentioned, uh, their little friends, <laughs> tag along with them. Um, so now, so here's who's at the fancy school. All of the main characters are now at uh, Fujigaya. Uh, right. Akira, Kyoko, Yasuko, Fumi, these three random little girls. Akira ends up giving the three girls a tour, and Fumi ends up just like walking around by herself and admiring the fanciness of the school. And the way the episode ends is Fumi's like kind of aimlessly wandering around, and she sees Kyoko running out on a conversation with Yasuko, and Kyoko is crying. But we don't <gasps> find out why until episode three. But let's talk about episode two first. Yes. Okay. So, um, Episode two is really, we really get into the importance of extracurriculars. That is the theme of this episode. Everyone yes. has to join a club. In fact, we we barely see any actual classes in this whole series, and it's almost all extracurriculars. That's all that matters, baby. <laughs> is it? That I felt like was not true to my high school experience. Also, they're somehow yeah, able to constantly, this. they go over to Fujigaya the girls Fumi and her gang from their public school go over there in this episode and they continue to go over there in every subsequent episode. Yeah. They must not be that far apart. I mean, we see them get off the train together and I don't know, but like, like Fujigaya seems like a big gated school. So I don't know when they have time to do homework. These kids, right. like, I don't they know seem when to have they- a decent commute home. They're doing this big play. When do they have time to actually attend their own school if they're always bopping over to Fujigaya? Yeah. See, I was was more serious about my studies than these kids, I guess. uh, I'm the success I am today. You are a success, Miles. Episode two is good because um, Yasuko is, I I think, the Shane of this series. I have no idea what that means. (laughs) It's really sad that you don't. Okay, you may be an anime <laughs> expert, Miles, but I am a lesbian TV expert. Okay. Shane is a character from both the original iteration of The L Word on Showtime and its uh, sequel series, L Word Generation Q. And okay, Shane, let me guess what Shane is like. Shane okay. is Shane, based on what Yasuko is like. She's like okay. the one who everyone has the hots for? Yes. Okay, that's all I can say. <laughs> no, that was right. She okay. Shane is like really like magnetically hot. Uh, everyone is really just attracted to her 
She gets around. She's a player. She has she tall. She's tallish. I don't know. She, okay. she she has like messy short hair and kind does of like she a, play basketball. Does she play basketball? They, you know, she might play basketball in one of the when they when Poppy first becomes a character. That's a real deep cut for anyone who's listening who's also an L Word fan. <laughs> Write in and let me know when yeah, if Shane if, plays basketball in that episode. If any of you have seen any episodes of L World, L Word, please write in. <laughs> yeah, please write into me specifically. A, I think we have a decent, like, like queer contingent that listens to this podcast, but I don't know if we have a decent contingent that is old enough to have watched the L Word. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are ready to watch it, uh, and if it is age appropriate for you, you should watch the L Word. It's a great show. It, please okay. forgive it. It's early 2000s uh, mistakes in the, the original iteration. But yeah, okay. Yasuko is the Shane of this show. Everyone is just thinks she's so hot. Okay. Uh, the other... L- let's talk about the characters, too. And whether I like them so far. Okay. The impression that I have at Fumi at this point, and so far, is that Fumi's just a tall crybaby who's filled with sadness and lust. <laughs> I don't know whether to like her because I can't tell if she slept with her cousin. <laughs> I also can't tell. Well, and and maybe this is something that never gets discussed, and maybe that's fine. I can't tell. She she's not out to her parents. She's but I not. Can't, no. I I am wondering too whether this is the type of show that is like going to make a statement about like like how cool it is that these kids are gay um, or whether it's just going to let these kids be gay. Maybe you can tell me. Well, okay. So I don't know if it, this exactly lines up with the, those two options, but initially when I started the show, I appreciated that every character um, was, you know, like queer until proven otherwise, which is something mm-hmm. I like about like specifically gay media. And um, mm-hmm. if anyone watched the recent, uh, Amazon series version of a leak of their own. It's kind of like that. It's sort of this okay. universe where every character is potentially gay. Every mm-hmm. relationship is on the table. It's a buffet of possibilities, kind of like a, a fantasy world for a lot of gay teenagers where, you know, your options are potentially limited by either not having enough out people around you or not being out yourself. So I like that a lot. As the show goes on, it becomes clear that, uh, not everyone is as gay as I initially hoped. And oh, no. um, there there are some kind of explicit coming out moments that okay. um, where people, I think at one point someone literally says like, you came out of the closet. That's so great. I think that happens in episode three or four. That's it. That happens in one of the ones that I watched. Okay. So we will get to that. But uh, initially it did seem like everyone was gay and it, they weren't going to really make a big deal out of it. And then as it, the show goes on, it is more of a, a deal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't seem like it's going to get like political about things. It's just going to like be really character driven. Right. It's uh, not political in the sense that like a Degrassi coming out episode would be, but okay. But not Degrassi. as uh, taken for granted as maybe some other shows. Do you remember the Degrassi commercials? I don't because I didn't watch Degrassi at the time. Because you didn't have cable. I watched Degrassi actually in adulthood and like in the pandemic even. So recently. They were very dramatic. They were like, if your life was like high school, this would be it. And I always thought, no, 
No, a lot less stuff would happen. Your life if, might be more like Sweet Blue Flowers, where yeah, not a lot true. happens. There would yeah, never... <laughs> there would never be a dramatic twist. There would never be a, a, a storm that makes everyone need to sleep over at school in Sweet Blue Flowers. Yeah, I would never meet any of these characters because I wouldn't be attending an all-girls school. <laughs> That's true. You would be an anonymous commuter on the, the train in this yeah. show. Hopefully not a molester. <laughs> I don't think you would be. Okay. Hopefully not a molesty. Uh, is that Lainey on the pod? That is. That's Lainey on the pod. If the mic is picking her up, she heard a noise and she's defending us from the noise. Thank you, Lainey. Um, Akira, I like. She's a short, cheerful girl. I, okay, so you, you probably know for a fact. I don't think she's gay, but I think she's a wonderful ally. And maybe that's wrong, too. But I I wish there was more happening with her in these first four episodes. Like, she seems like the funnier one. She seems like the more vibrant one. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems like a great commuting buddy. I like it when uh, Kyoko, uh, at some point she hints that she has a crush. And Akira is immediately like, oh, do you mean me? Like, it's, <laughs> a, it's so funny of her to just assume that Kyoko's crush has to be Akira. Because she's so cool and funny. Right. Akira is, to me, a little annoying. Uh, She is very um, bubbly. She's high energy. She's really giggly. I like her dynamic with Fumi, which is established right from the first episode and in their childhood flashbacks that she's kind of like Fumi's protector because Fumi is kind of a delicate flower who is easily, um, you know, brought to tears by Mm -hmm. everything. So... I like that Akira is like her like small, tough, you know, defender. And that is a great romantic dynamic, too, for the yeah. show to explore. Uh, but honestly, she she could tone it down a little for me. Okay. Um, the other people we meet, we talked about Yasuko. I also think she's just a tease. Mm. Um, and I assume that she ends up breaking Fumi's heart. You could tell me whether or not that happens uh, at the spo- in the spoiler section. I don't want to ruin it for people who only watched episodes one through four. Uh, the other main person we meet is uh, Kyoko. Like I mentioned, at this point, we I just know that she's blonde. We later find out that she's engaged for some reason, even though she's fourteen. Uh, is she fourteen? I thought she wasn't a freshman. I think she might be like a year older than. Uh, then Akira Yasuko is older than the rest of them, but Kyoko is in Akira's class, so I assume she's also a freshie. Okay. Uh, I don't know she, how she knows Yasuko, though. Right. That's why I thought maybe she had been at the school the year before. But yeah, she is engaged. She has a fiancé who's in college, which is a big age gap. Yeah. Yeah, especially for a freshie, a freshman. Right. Um, but we find out at the very end of episode two, this episode, that uh, she gets her heart broken by Yasuko. Yeah, That's why she ran out of there crying. Um, my overall thought so far is, like, this is a very character-driven show. It's just the, the characters are taking a while, man. <laughs> it's, it's baking very slowly, and it makes it... Thus far, it, in, especially in these first two episodes, I found it very hard to root for anyone. I was just like, what is going on with any of you? Something happened. Right. Not a lot happens, which again, like I said, is I think true to the high school experience. I kept a, 
a diary really religiously all through high school and most uh of the entries are about the exact same day like about the same woke up went to school some like you know dramatic conversations someone hurt my feelings i went home oh i had basketball practice i went home i did my homework that's what high what? school is it's a you it's played a basketball in high school i did i did i played basketball for two years did you um no i never did I was going to ask if you dated any of your teammates. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't date any any girls in high school. Uh, okay. I dated a boy and I did not ever play in any of the basketball games in any oh. serious way. I was in for maybe like three minutes a semester. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, what else? What other clubs were you in in high school? I was in. Uh, well, basketball was a big deal for the years that I did it. Uh, I was in an Amnesty International chapter that I started with my friend Lauren. Shout out, Lauren. Hello, uh, Lauren. Yeah. If you're listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Lauren. <laughs> Thanks for starting an Amnesty International chapter with me in the early 2000s. Uh, and I also was in the GSA as an ally. Oh, you were not out. I was in not out. High school. I was I was there as an ally, as were like 90% of the, the people, self-proclaimed allies mm-hmm. later. And now they're all out. Later G's. Nowadays. <laughs> now they, they keep they kept the name, I think, at a lot of schools. Now they call it like um gender and sexuality association, I think, instead of gay straight alliance. Oh okay. which is a better name. You think gay straight alliance is a better name? No, no. I think gender and sexuality uh whatever the A stands for is a better name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> gay straight alliance is weird. Weird name. I guess it is weird. Um Oh, well, I didn't do anything in high school. Like no. I said, I rarely wrote for the newspaper. I I think I wrote bad poems for the literary magazine, probably more than I did the newspaper, because it was very easy. It's easy It's easy to write a bad poem. Um, in college, though, I was more involved. I was very involved in the newspaper, and I also did intramural bowling. Wow. Those are the clubs I was in. You did bowling? That's right. Did you ever bowl a perfect... What's What's a perfect game when you get all strikes? 180? A 300. Oh. Did you ever do that? No, never. Oh. I think I broke... I think I broke 200 once. I thought you were going to say, I think I broke my toe. <laughs> no, I don't I think I broke my say. toe. What happens is you... It's, it's hard on your wrist that after a sense. while. My Bowling! Ne- what? But I didn't... A lot of people did date on the newspaper, mm-hmm. but I didn't. It was very I, incestuous, the college newspaper. That makes sense. I didn't do any real activities in college i did i volunteered with some stuff but i i didn't really have a hardcore extracurricular but i worked at summer camps in the summer and a lot of people did date on on staff at at my summer camp including me um okay well our lives are just like these kids then yep it sounds like they should make an anime about a summer camp have they write in if they have there's a summer there's an anime about almost everything uh let me i'm gonna google summer camp anime right now is there a gay summer camp anime that's that would really be my my (sighs) ticket to that might be tough anime fandom no i'm just getting uh (laughs) anime art summer camp ages 9 through 12 in fairfax virginia oh i'll go So maybe you could go to that let's go together (laughs) gay summer camp anime let's let's see um i don't think so 
nothing is popping up immediately. So, listeners, we're going to rely on you. If you know of a a gay summer camp anime for Anna to watch, um, it's really urgent. It's an that emergency. You let us know. It's an emergency. Yeah. It's a it's a medical emergency. I need to watch it, and I will come back on the pod if someone can deliver this anime. I will watch it and come back to discuss it. So yeah, if you're actually enjoying this episode and you want more anime, <laughs> <laughs> write in. Uh, if if this is grating to you, then keep it to yourself, I guess. <laughs> yeah, don't um, tell me. Yeah, don't. If you don't like this, don't tell us. Yes, I can't have my feelings hurt. One more time. Neither can I. Uh, yeah, it, this is we're already in the bear with me era of this podcast, um, and I I can't I can't take it if you don't like me. Uh, okay, the other thoughts I had about episode two were that I really miss having a commuting buddy. My commuting buddy was my friend Bernie. Shout out to you, Bernie. Um, and I also they had a sleepover Akira and Fumi, and I didn't have a lot of sleepovers growing up. I did mm-hmm. start. I never did until high school when I would sleep over my friend Igor's house. But like we would just like stay up and play video games. It wasn't like you know talking about stuff. <laughs> wow, you and Igor didn't talk about anything? Not really. I don't think so. That is so different. I had yeah, a lot of sleepovers a lot and I wasn't. <laughs> okay. I had a ton of sleepovers. I had a lot of sleepovers with my best friend in middle school. Uh, one of the the moments of pure joy I can remember from childhood is I was over at her house after school and it started snowing really hard. And then they declared a snow day. <gasps> and I called my parents and I said, can I stay over? Because there's no school tomorrow. And they said yes. And that was pretty just sick. It was awesome. Ah, Can you still feel the thrill of that? I can. Mm-hmm. When I imagine oh, that's it. That's so cool. Ah, Yes, and I wasn't worried about fascism or climate change or just just really enjoying that snow day. If with. you had worried about fascism when you were younger, things would be different, Anna. I could have just I could have done something. Instead, I was just having a good time at my sleepovers. Yeah. So I, I had a lot of I hope it was worth it. It was. I had a lot of sleepovers uh in middle school and then I had a lot of sleepovers in high school. Um with you know, I had a really close friend and I would sleep over at her house or I would lie and tell my parents I was sleeping over at her house and I would sleep over at my boyfriend's house instead. Uh, I, know. I can't believe it. That doesn't um, happen in this show. No one has a secret sleepover. No, they all seem pretty nice to their parents. As far as I know. They do. Yeah. Okay. The parents are not really characters. Yeah. They're like the Charlie Brown. Exactly. Uh, shall we move to the next episode? Yes, let's go. Okay. okay, this episode is called When I Wake Up in the Morning. I don't <laughs> know what the theme of the episode titles is. It probably says it somewhere. Oh, many of the episode titles are novel titles. I've never heard oh. of When I Wake Up in the Morning. It just makes you think of Lovely Day. That's interesting. I didn't know that the episode titles were novels. There is There are a lot of literary themes. Uh, and there's yes. a lot of time spent in the library at different That's points. That's right. There's a lot of <laughs> in the library. <laughs> Not a lot, actually. Just a little. Oh, okay. A lot for a show like this, in my opinion. Okay. That's um, good to know. I, th- I think a lot of anime is like quite chaste about kissing. So it was refreshing that it ha- it just happens. Okay, but uh, why this are very they, episode? Why are they naked in the opening credits? That really set me up with expectations for the show that were not met. Oh, they're not 
Uh, a lot of anime is not shy about uh, sexualizing women's bodies, but it is about kissing. Okay, that's that's good <laughs> to know, know for why. me as a, a new entrant <laughs> to the anime world. There should be more kissing. <laughs> kissing is is nice. I hundred percent agree. Maybe it's kissing because the the face nice. the, the mouths are drawn so small. It's hard to animate. Okay. Yeah. Did did um did you have any thoughts on like the character designs as uh, a newcomer? Well, so you can tell me if this is an anime thing. I appreciated that a lot of the characters have different hair color and mm. distinctive hair colors. Um, so if you can't remember who's who and what was going on with people, you can just be like, oh, yeah, that's the blonde one. Yeah. Um, so you know you're talking about Fioko. Yeah, right. Well, I know. But, you know, for people who <laughs> who don't. <laughs> so uh, I appreciated that. I they they spend a lot of time in their school uniforms, so you don't get a real sense of like fashion. Um, they do occasionally wear their their street clothes. Yeah, they go out on the town. There's some dates happening in this episode, in fact. There are, but they're or mostly, maybe the next one. They're mostly in their uniforms. Yeah. Um, I liked. I thought the character design was was um, you know, it went along with the theme of the show. It was very you know they look young and they look uh you know, kind of innocent and cute and Fumi looks very tall, mm-hmm. which we know is an important part of her character. It's, it's basically what she's all about. She's all tall. <laughs> um, okay. So speaking of Fumi, uh, the second episode ends with her running into Fioko, running, crying out of the room who follows Fioko out of the room, but tall basketball girl, Yasuko. And, as soon as she sees Fumi, she asks her to chat bachelor style. Mm. Yeah, can um, I can I pull you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She asks to pull Fumi, um, and they have this little private convo. Um, Fumi says basically admits, "Oh, I don't play basketball at all, so I'm leaving the basketball club." And Yasuko, who's a huge, this is a smooth move by Yasuko. She says, "Oh, that makes me sad because I like you." Mm. And she asks her out. Yeah, Yasuko is smooth. Yasuko has good high school moves, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because she's, well... It's because she's tall, is that what you were going to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I see tall people as confident, but Fumi's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, she's um, not confident. Yeah, Yasuko confident. has the moves. She's also got the, like, she knows that she is very desirable and she's playing her, like, power card a little bit. Uh, yeah. And, so, you know, so, she's hard to say no to. Yeah, she sees this younger girl and she's like, ooh. And she just takes what she wants, Yasuko. It's a little uh, confusing why she's so interested in Fumi, besides, you know, Fumi's tall and, and pretty, but she doesn't get a, a lot of, like, Fumi personality before she says, I really like you. Maybe it's just like a power thing with her. It could be. That's, that's what I thought at this point. Time to cancel like, Yasuko. <laughs> no, I mean, but she's like, I think she likes that Fumi seems a little bit intimidated by her. Right. Okay. I could, I could see that. Um, okay. So that happens. We don't see that date, but we hear, uh, not yet anyway, we hear about another date. Because Kyoko has set up a group date um, with her fiancé, who we just learned about, whose name is Ko Sawanoi. Uh, Kyoko says this engagement is in name only. I don't really understand what the parameters of that are, but 
the fiance, like, even if it is a name only, she's engaged. Um, and we all know what that means. Yeah, they repeat um, in name only a lot. So I'm taking it to mean that they're like not exactly, you they're know, not in love dating. with each other. Because right. yeah, like Kyoko is clearly has a thing for Yasuko still. Um, she's not a straight girl. Right, she is not. I think that it means that they kind of have this agreement, and we find out a lot more about their relationship in the later episodes that you didn't watch. But okay, um, I figured it, yeah, it might be something with her parents too. Like their parents were just like, "You two should get married." um we actually even get some childhood flashbacks to um to kyoko and her fiance in later episodes i know so this is really an ensemble it is it's billed as a as kind of a a romance but it is it's a real you know it's It's like degrassi (laughs) everybody's got a part to play oh my gosh except for those those three girls that go together kind of all just don't really get developed but everyone else does okay uh, okay, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, Kyoko and Ko set up a group date, which I think is just a double date because it's the other members of the group date are Akira and some other dude who, I don't know if we learn more about him, but we barely learn about him. No, he never comes back and we barely see him in this episode. I think we see him just when they're like all sitting at a table together and he's got swooshy long hair. Oh, okay. Weird. Uh, he's another college guy, right? Yes. He, Co- okay. he and Ko are in college, and they are, um, for some reason, interested in going on dates with 14-year-olds. Yeah, fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Yes, college uh, students should um, date anyone else besides 14-year-olds. There's so many people to meet in college. That's really who true. Aren't, who can like drive themselves and like buy beer. I don't know. You don't need to date 14-year-olds. That's stupid. Uh, and weird. <laughs> Speaking of weird, most of the group date, is, the group date is largely ruined because Akira's older brother, Shinobu, uh, is not down with Akira going on this group date and tries to follow them discreetly. But they notice that a weird man wearing sunglasses is following them on this date, um, which super embarrasses uh, Akira and she chews out Shinobu. And Shinobu really has no excuse for this behavior. It's it's pathetic. He doesn't. Get, get a life. Although I'm kind of in an everyone sucks here uh, perspective because he is being, you know, like kind of stalkery and weird to his younger sister. But he's also right that the older guys taking them out are also kind of suck. So yeah, that's true. All of the men on this show are bad is the conclusion. Boo, man. Boo. <laughs> There's uh, one of the dads is kind of nice. He has a lot of kind of nice. he's always in pain. He's always taking medication. Oh, okay. Poor guy. Yeah. Um well ban men, except for that one dad. Right. Heal uh, that man we, specifically. <laughs> we also see um Yasuko and Fumi go on their date, uh, which starts at 10 a.m. <laughs> and ends uh, after nightfall. So it's quite a long date. We that see is... them walking around town and look at, looking at the ocean. I don't think we ever see them eat, which they must, at 10 a.m., like okay. you put three meals into this date. Thank you for bringing up eating, because this is another thing that I thought about anime mm-hmm. that I was hoping would be confirmed. I thought there would be a lot of animated food, like delicious looking food to look at. They barely eat. They go to a lot of <laughs> um, cafes to get tea, 
There's a lot of tea mm-hmm. drinking in this show. I was going to say there's a lot of tea drinking. And they and seem to order dessert. They occasionally will eat cake. No, okay. I, There are barely any actual meals, and I was disappointed. They're too busy slowly developing these characters to give you some good food shots. Yeah, that's a bummer, because I would have loved to see some meals. There are plenty of uh, good food anime okay. out there. Tell me about them, any and I'll good, watch them. Any good gay food anime? I wouldn't know. Yeah. I want the gay summer camp food anime. They do eat. There's one. Actually, they do go camping in a later episode that you didn't watch. And they do make curry on the camping trip. That looks really good. And that's kind of like the only good meal scene that we get. Okay. Okay. Here's one. There's a manga called What Did You Eat Yesterday? (laughs) uh, Which focuses on a middle-aged gay couple living in Tokyo. Uh, And I think it's just like what's called a slice of life series where it's just random it it is what it sounds like there's no anime but it was adopted into a live television drama so maybe anna wow drama seems like maybe not the right word for that show based (laughs) on what you just said i would i would watch that for sure i mean i watch i watch uh down nabby where nothing happens basically (laughs) every episode is like someone's coming for dinner Oh, I thought more. It, it seemed dramatic. I've never seen it, so I'll, I'll take your word for it and probably not watch it. Down Abbey. It would be a good anime based on what I know about anime from this show. <laughs> this is not a very. Uh, this is not exemplary of many of the anime we watch. I think a lot of anime, especially that we watch on the show, is made for young boys instead of lesbian girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of stuff happens, and uh, I think this show could be really satisfying for young lesbians. Because it might be really relatable if you are in high school and you spend a lot of time having feelings alone in your room. Mm-hmm. It's not escapism, okay. though, if that's you, because it is that. If, okay. you, if you want escapism, maybe um, you should watch the Spies gay anime that we didn't watch. Okay. <laughs> what could have been? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So there's this endless date, which seems to go well, I think. Um because at the end, Fumi, rather than joining the basketball club, finally ends up joining the literary club. Uh, Yasuku happens to hang out there all the time, and she sort of sneaks Fumi to the library. And there, at the very end of the episode, off camera at first, gives her a smooch. Yes, we see. I think the camera pans to the window, and we see the curtains kind of billowing in a very mm-hmm. seductive and romantic way. Yes, it made you really want to click over to episode four, right? It did. Well, everything made me want to click to the next episode because I was like, when are Akira and, and Fumi <laughs> going to get together? I'm waiting. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about what kept you going. Um, Mostly that. <laughs> um, I think, well, let's talk about how this show handles queerness later. Because um, I want to just kind of get to episode four but other stray thoughts about three before uh, we three is the, talk about everything yeah three is the, just you know the dating one the one where everyone goes on a date um oh we also get a little introduction to the drama teacher in episode yes. three so the Something drama sketchy teacher, seems to have happened with this drama teacher right so but you, we learn more in episode four and then you learn a lot more later uh, as okay. the show goes on but the drama teacher initially 
He is kind of like, he's supposed to be the advisor for the drama club that's putting on Wuthering Heights, but he hasn't been showing up to the meetings. And mm, he's, yeah, he seems very scatterbrained. And he also seems like maybe he's got like a, some, some kind of reason that keeps him away. Okay. Um, I do. I, one thing that made me laugh in this episode was Fumi and Yasuko were having this moment on the bench when uh, Yasuko's in the middle of like saying that she likes her and she asks her out one of the three pips uh these three random girls like is, <laughs> they're watching them behind the bushes and she's like "Ooh, they're having a moment let's interrupt them i just in- admire that instinct um the other charming thing that akira did was when kyoko invited her to the group date she says i'll finally make my group date debut <laughs> I just thought that was a cute thing to say. Akira is cute. She gets that's like she gets excited about things. She's a very she's a very excitable character, and I you know just feel that if I knew her in real life, I it would grate on me. But she has her moments. <laughs> okay, it's a it's a good she's a good foil to Fumi. She I'll is. Say that. They are very they're they're very opposite as characters. But honestly, I think I might have more fun hanging out with Fumi. Okay uh oh really yeah that i don't know if i would (laughs) uh you'll have to uh elaborate on that okay i forget why i asked this but i wrote down this question would you have spilled the beans about the brother i guess would you have oh would you have admitted if your brother was following you around on the state would you have like just played it cool miles i would never have been in that situation to begin with (laughs) I, there is no on any world. double dates in high school. I might, maybe I I possibly maybe went on a double date in high school. I just would not. If someone was following me around, I probably would have said something earlier. They also don't all have cell phones. Part of the plot actually is Fumi getting a cell phone at one point. So right. there's not a great way to like keep tabs on people. I like like you said, the show came out in 2009. It's based on this manga from 2004 to 2013 so it does have some nice uh what we would call now period details like the Mm. these flip phones that don't have apps or cameras i had one of those yeah me too and it was great but you also couldn't just like you know find out where people were that easily one of our coworkers I got beers with and he has decided to revert back to having a flip phone wow um but we went to this bar where, like, you have to like scan a QR code to order, and he could not do it. <laughs> the downfalls of a of a flip phone. It was the first day of him having the phone, and he immediately ran into a pitfall. Okay, later you can tell me who that is. Okay. Okay, I just want to move to episode four now. Okay, let's go. I'm ready. Episode four is called "Adolescence Is Beautiful." Is it? Is that true? That. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, we find we see the kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's okay. Uh, like I said, like it's a, a lot of in a lot of anime that I've seen anyway. Like a lot of relationships are just like hinted at, and you never get to like any sort of like consummation at all, even a kiss. Um, so it's I thought it was cool that they were already moving this fast, even though it's episode four. <laughs> this fast. <laughs> they, uh, I think they've been that- on one date. The the kiss was fine. Uh, I do appreciate at at one point, like when Fumi and Yasuko are talking, her eyes kind of like tremble, and I she tears up a little. She tears up, and she's she's got like vibrating face syndrome, which I think is um, you know evocative and and 
kind of gets you in Fumi's head a little. I thought it was fine. I'm not like the I don't I don't ship Yasuko and uh and Fumi, so I, it's hard for me I to get I so excited either. about this kiss. Yeah, I think Yasuko is I don't know. She's I think she's a player. I think so too. But now they're officially a couple now that they've kissed. Right. It's serious now. Um and part of that that comes with strings, Anna. Yasuko now wants to start commuting with Fumi, which she agrees to. But Fumi forgot that she already How has could she forget? a commuting buddy in Akira. Like, you don't mess with that kind of thing. So there's this awkward thing where Fumi goes to the train station. She sees Yasuko, but then she sees Akira and they're all, and it's like a third wheel kind of thing. But Akira doesn't even know about it. But Fumi feels really weird about the whole thing because she's like, oh, I promised to commute with Akira, but now my girlfriend wants to come too. Um and I think one of the things that makes it weird is that Fumi hasn't come out to Akira. Right. So they meet up after school at the cafe, which we mentioned. I don't remember what they ordered. Probably um, cake. Yeah, probably cake. Not food. Um, <laughs> so at this point, Fumi, uh, like, <laughs> this was really cute, actually. She was She just had her head down. For a lot of this, she was like pretty embarrassed and nervous about what was happening. But she comes out and reveals that she's in a relationship with Yasuko. Um, we don't immediately see Akira's reaction to this, but we see a conversation that Akira has with Kyoko. And she sort of asks in like a sideways hypothetical way, like, what if the person that I liked was a girl? Um, and Kyoko eventually says like, well... I think you should just, I would support you. Like, you should support that relationship. So through this hypothetical conversation, um, Akira decides to support Fumi and become a hashtag ally. Okay, the hypothetical conversation really threw me because I was like, if this were, like, if that's a, you know, it's like a trope in American shows. If someone is like, I'm asking about a friend, they're obviously talking about themselves. Like, hypothetically, what if I liked a girl would obviously be about that character. But in this show, it's not really about her. Or is it? I don't know. It threw me. No, she's talking about, she's like, what if I liked a girl? She's talking about, uh, she's talking about Fumi. She's talking about Fumi, but why does she, it seems like it should also be about herself. I took it to be maybe about her. Like maybe she was thinking, I like a girl and the girl is Fumi. Maybe she was having feelings about Fumi being in a relationship because she felt jealous because she's actually interested. Well, at this point, you're still shipping these two. I'm shipping them all the way, Miles. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to find out. You I can know. just tell me, by the way. No, no. I'm not, I'm not um, going to tell you till the end. Okay. Well, no, no. I've decided just now that I'm okay with you spoiling the rest of the show for me okay. during this podcast. At the end of the pod, I'll go through the for all, everything that happens at the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um after that conversation happens, uh, once again, Yasuko, Fumi, and their three tiny pals, they're very small. They all go to Fujigaya because they always go to the other school. Right. Um, and be- mainly because Yasuko is playing Heathcliff. And it's at this point that we learn Yasuko had some kind of thing with the drama club advisor, Masanori Kagami. We don't really know what it is. I suspect it's like Yasuko had a thing for him. But I don't know. We get more so elaboration be, later. Do you want me to okay. to confirm? Uh, well, maybe before that. The the thought I had about um, like the cousin relationship, this Yasuko 
um, advisor relationships was I was wondering if like if it was problematic that it's like putting these illicit romantic relationships alongside lesbian relationships like whether it's also saying that these lesbian relationships are illicit I was really looking for the show to be making some sort of political statement about gay rights in Japan mm. but I don't think that's what's happening given what we know about this author yeah, I, I wanted to see if you picked up on that. No, I don't think that the, there's any meaning to putting those relationships side by side. I actually think that the, I don't know about the cousin one, but definitely a, an <laughs> illicit teacher-student relationship is very typical of uh, teen media in general, and especially early 2000s teen media. Um, you know, you've got uh, Dawson's Creek, Pretty Little Liars, Veronica Mars, Hot young teachers are just a thing in teen shows. And I think that it, you know, was generally seen as acceptable for uh, the teachers and the students to have a little romance in order to keep the the plot lines exciting. And that's not even really what happens in this show. Okay. So I, I don't think that there's, I don't read an, any larger meaning into um, that, you know, dynamic. Yeah. And it does seem like at so far anyway, like the, the lesbian relationships do seem wholesome so far, but maybe that, you know, I'm sure that gets thrown on its head. No, they seem, they seem wholesome and they, they stay pretty wholesome. Okay. That's great. At this point, and I know you can tell me this, whether this is true, but so at the end of episode four, so far, my view on Achan is that she's like the lens for the straight viewer. Like she's just like, Here's a person navigating a world where you're surrounded by lesbian relationships. Right. <laughs> um, I, they are nude together in the OP and caressing one another. They are. So it would I, it would also be crazy if like they didn't get together. But so far, I don't even know if she's gay. Right. At this point in the show, by episode four, I was still thinking it's a slow burn. Uh, rom- okay. romance between the two best friends and honestly all best friends on tv should eventually get together that's the rule it has to happen <laughs> okay. if that doesn't happen then the show is bad is is my rule so uh, i think i'm i'm still rooting for um achan to be like slowly realizing her feelings for fumi okay yeah i but i did i do i am charmed by her like awakening as a as an ally <laughs> I especially like when she like says to Fumi, like, oh, I can act normal. I forgot I can do that. Right. Yes, that that is sweet. And I think it's also kind of a, a fantasy for um, queer teenagers that like you could have a best friend who um, you come out to and then the best friend is like really excited for you and accepting and, you know, maybe like takes a second and then is like, oh, I'm going to keep acting normal around you, which is, right. you know, that that part is affirming and nice. We all want a friend like that. We all want um, our friends okay. to be normal. Let's have a hardcore stop here of like, so far, like through four episodes, what did you think of the show and what kept you going? Okay. Through four episodes, the thing that kept me going was the eventual hope of uh, uh, Akira and Fumi getting together. and that. Why did you hope that? Because I told you, Miles, all best friends on TV shows should date. And I think okay. it's I the whole show together kind of actually feels like a like a movie more than a series. 
it sort of feels like one kind of continuous story that just happens over like multiple, you know, changing seasons, uh, nature seasons, not TV seasons. And I think I just hoped that it would be like what a lot of lesbian storylines are, which is kind of a, a, a long romance with a, a big payoff at the end that, you know, you, you finally get the, the two women who should be together together. Okay. So that, that's what kept me going. Okay. And I wanted to see how this school production of Wuthering Heights turned out. <laughs> you wanted to see what happened with Heathcliff and Catherine? I did. Um, I, at, so I'm, so at first we were only going to watch three and then you convinced me to watch four. And I was glad you did because I thought the last three and four were the best episodes because like one and two were quite slow and it took until these two episodes to really get like the romance and drama. Like I really was not interested in Fumi. Like, is she going to join the literary club? I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, I wanted some making out and that finally happened. Um, this, like at this point, nothing is happening with Akira though. Like I, I am enjoying like her, like being a great supporter of Fumi, but I want stuff to happen to her. Like she had a bad group date. She has a lame brother. Um, but I like, she's a charming character and I wanted more to happen with her. Okay. It really did seem like at this point, like the whole world revolved around Yasuko, but she wasn't even in the opening credits. That's true. Who's this tall girl? It is really an ensemble show. Not a lot happens to anyone. I would say, honestly. Okay. But Um, I, I think that, you know, it, it's not it would be a good all all in one day binge. Okay. And then then you How get, long did it how long did it take you? I did it over um 3 days. Okay. Okay. But only because okay, I'm I'm a little busy right now, but if it were, you know, 2 weeks from now when I don't have any plans, I w- might have done it all in one day. It is a holiday in our country. It is. Happy New Year by the way, Anna. Happy New Year. Um okay, now hardcore spoiler alert. Beep. What did you think? Of the whole show. Okay. So, spoiler alert. This is what happens at the end. They never get together. What? <laughs> I was really disappointed. And then I looked at But is about, Akira gay? Well, it stays sort of ambiguous, I think. Ugh. Apparently, in the manga, they do get together after okay. many um, years and eight volumes. I don't know if it happens at the end, but that's how long the manga ran for it. They, well, I guess it doesn't happen in the anime because they didn't make any more of the anime. Right. So it doesn't happen in the anime. There is a lot more um, stuff that happens, but none of it is like that, you know, exciting, I would say. But <laughs> my favorite episodes were in the second half of the show. Okay. Because so, like so it's, it's just like more drama between the other kids. Well, do you want to want me to tell you what happens? I mean, you don't have to tell me all of what happened. I'll just give you a little brief summary, Miles. Hang on okay. a sec. So basically... <laughs> it seems like you're prepared to give me a brief summary. I've been summary. waiting. These are the spoilers. <laughs> what, what did we do spoiler alert for if I'm not going to do spoilers? Okay. So the, the one of the big things that happened... So they put on their production of Wuthering Heights. You find out a little more about the drama teacher. He is actually engaged to Yasuko's older sister. Oh. Yeah. And Yasuko was in love with him. And kind of told him and then it was really weird and then she was like being really dramatic you meet all of her her whole family also and she's rich 
that's another is thing Yasuko that the main character of the show? Yasuko might be the main character but she kind of falls off at the end so okay. you find out that she's she's got this kind of big dramatic family and all these sisters uh, and Kyoko actually was taking drawing lessons from her older sister at one point so nothing really nothing ever you know uh, unethical happened with the teacher Yasuko was just in love with him and he kind of rejected her and That's another one of the sisters something unethical to happen <laughs> One of the it's, this is no pretty little liars. One of the other sisters was also in love with the same drama teacher. So the the whole family has a lot of drama around the drama teacher. Wow. I know. They don't he's not portrayed as like hot though. No. <laughs> he's not. He's he's kind of um he doesn't talk he's that like much. A bookish nerd. I think he wears a vest. He might. Does so he? Fumi at one point so Fumi goes over to Yasuko's house, which is sort of where she learns a lot of this. And um Yasuko has one like really mean sister who's like, I guess you're bisexual then because you you liked this the, someone else who we all know, you know, referring to the drama teacher. Oh, so Yasuko's out to her family. Yeah, Yasuko's out to her family because she oh, introduces nice. Fumi as her girlfriend. But then that oh, cool. same day on the visit to her house, she breaks up with Fumi. Oh. And she's like, I can't be with you when I'm like this. So Fumi is really heartbroken. Then the school year ends. And oh it's summer vacation, and Kyoko invites uh, invites uh, Akira and then everyone from the other school to <laughs> her fiance's family's summer house, which is near Mount Fuji. Beautiful scenery. They're in the woods. Is this a beach episode? It's not at the beach. It's the woods. Okay. It's but they go to this like gorgeous vacation home. They have a great time. At some point, is there hot springs? There, there are some ponds. There's some rivers. They camp in the woods one night. They tell ghost These stories. These are just tropes of anime. There's sometimes a beach episode. There's sometimes a hot springs episode. Okay, there were no, no, no hot springs specifically, but it did look really nice. And I think that was my favorite episode because you get all your oh, characters okay. in one place for multiple days. And Akira's brother comes also because he has to drive her. And then Get he life. gets a romance with one of the one of the three pips. What? Yes, that's what you missed by not finishing the show. He doesn't deserve it. Um. So you find out a little bit more about Kyoko and her fiance, and he he loves her, but he knows that she's in love with someone else, and he's kind of sad about that. Uh. And um. Then you get a little more um, Akira development, too, because she's having kind of feelings about not having any romantic prospects. And she's like, oh, everyone else has someone they like and I don't. But she she doesn't she doesn't like none of uh, she doesn't like take the dive into being a lesbian. Well, she and Fumi keep having these really romantic moments like there's. They go look at the stars together and they stay up all night and their hands keep touching. They keep holding hands. At one point, they fall and slip while they're hiking and Fumi like catches her. Yes. That's what I'm saying. The whole every single episode, I was like, yes, they're finally going to get together. And they didn't. Every episode had all these clues like they were so in love and they, they keep like looking at each other and having sleepovers. It's their friendship is extremely homoerotic. But by the very end, so then one of the penultimate episode, I think, is is um, Yasuko's older sister's wedding. So there's a wedding episode. To the drama man. To the drama man. And Yasuko shows up wearing a suit and like looking really hot. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you look so good in, in that outfit. 
Yasuko winds up ditching the wedding to go with Akira to hang out with Fumi. And Fumi's like, I don't want to see you. You broke my heart. And then... Um, what was she thinking? Akira kind of defends her. So they, like, again, have their, like, protector, you know, delicate victim dynamic going on. They go to some caves, actually, on that episode. That's pretty cool. Cave up. Right. Uh, what impression were you left with, with, like... I, like with the way queerness was treated. Well, I will say, just let me finish my recap. Even up to the very end, the very, very last moment of the series, the credits roll and then there's even like a little more after. I was still like, oh, are they going to get together? Are they going to get together? <laughs> and it's. Yeah, were you insulted by this? I was. I felt let down. I felt teased by the show. Even up to the last episode, they're having a sleepover and they go for a walk to their childhood school, which is like where they first met and they're walking around and they go to the tree where they like and first like said goodbye when Fumi was moving away and they're like holding hands. And I was like, this is it. They're going to kiss. <laughs> and then they don't. It's bullshit. I know. But my overall impression of the show was similar to a lot of gay movies I've watched where I am just annoyed that they're the characters don't get satisfying romances. I don't think anyone had a satisfying romance in this show. No. And it's funny because I feel like in like queer baiting is definitely a thing in anime. And it's funny because this is an explicitly Yuri like lesbian anime, like two girls kiss within three episodes but it still seems like it was a tease the whole time. <laughs> it was. Because actually, like, the the most important relationship in the show is Akira and, and Fumi. And they should be the romantic relationship then, I believe. I don't want to show about friendship. <laughs> That's boring. Friendship sucks. Give me some action. So now I'm like, um, maybe I should read all eight volumes of the manga to really get the, the satisfying conclusion that I want. Well, let everyone know if you do that, please. I will. Um, for me, so until I forgot, I, apparently I forgot about the anime about the trans girl that we watched. <laughs> yeah, you really <laughs> forgot about that. Very same author. I thought this was the most explicitly gay anime I've seen. Um, I did, you know, I I liked like the way, like how just like frank it was about it, how everyone was was gay basically and like they didn't need to have like i mean they had it like there was a a coming out one but there was nothing involving parents like this was just a little universe where it's just a bunch of girls dating each other or not dating each other not dating each other Um, but they should be yeah and it was just like it was like fairly natural it wasn't like there was one comment about how brave fumi was about coming out but it was just like the most regular thing in the world and i thought that was nice Miles, if you like shows where everyone is gay, might I recommend The L Word? <laughs> There's a new one, right? Yes, L Word Generation Q. It it just had a new season drop. Honestly, A League of Their Own, the the updated version, the TV series version is also really great um, for shows where everyone is gay. They should make an anime version of that. Okay. Baseball. I'll get on it. Sports. <laughs> there are uh, there are many baseball anime. I'm sure there I don't are. Know if there are any gay ones? 
you know, there is the only thing that will that will really suck me in 100% is the the gay summer camp anime that that the listeners are going to send in fine for me and send in. You have to find this anime listeners. Mm -hmm. You have to. I don't know what's going to happen if you don't. I'll I'll die. (laughs) And it's going to die. You guys, (laughs) you don't find it. Um, what? Well, I mean, I gave you my thoughts on the first four episodes. So did you like the show? Did Are you I gonna like keep watching anime, Anna? Mm-hmm. I might. I could I could see myself continuing to watch anime. I need there to be clearer I need promises kept. I need to know that the top ten lesbian anime are gonna have more lesbianism in them in order to get me coming back. But this was a top ten lesbian anime according to BuzzFeed. It and was, yet- according to whoever made that list. I would so I need I need details. I need to know what's got a real a real good romance at the at the center of it. But yeah, I would come back to anime. I enjoyed myself. I also liked that it kept me from looking at my phone while I was watching because I had to read the subtitles. Because it was in Japanese. Because it was in Japanese. Because you don't speak Japanese. Because I don't speak Japanese. Although I did, I picked up a, a couple words, um, which okay. I will not say on the pod, but okay, I, I heard cool. them repeated enough that I was like, oh, I'm now I can know what that word means. So I, I liked my experience with anime. Thank you for opening the door to this world for me. Anna, thank you for forcing me to watch this lesbian anime and appearing on my podcast. You didn't have to. I didn't have to. It was totally and 100% optional, and I chose to be here, and I'm glad I did. Um, okay. Uh, then this ends our discussion, hopefully more satisfyingly than this anime, uh, of Sweet Blue Flowers. Anna, do you have anything else you want to share with our listeners? Do you want to tell people where they can find you? You don't have to. Um, no, you can find <laughs> me uh, online on Twitter for as long as it stays around. Uh, my handle is at Anna underscore snacks with a Z. And uh, I am, am there. I had don't tweet about anime. have never tweeted about anime, but m- I might start tweeting about anime. So You should have live tweeted. I wish I could share the texts you were sending me as we you were watching the show. It was very, I was enjoying your experience of... <laughs> discovering this show i will say i I texted you the definite the urban dictionary definition of weeb at one point yeah and now i am i am weeb weeb is me (laughs) i was i was really enjoying myself watching it and my wife was kind of coming in and out um to like check in on me we forgot to to tell people what your wife thought i was going to dedicate uh time to that she thought it was really slow and boring and um that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that she was not captivated by any of the episodes she saw. But she did like the theme song. And we, we had like a little okay. dance we would do when the theme song came on. Okay. Well, that's sweet. Yeah. It was really, that was the best part for her. Um, okay. Well, I'm glad uh, that I introduced you to the magical world of anime. If you want to follow us on Twitter, like I said, we are at JGBpod. If you want to write in, uh, you have many assignments after this episode. Um, to turn them in, you send those to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Everything else, our Patreon, our Twitch, yada, 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 our JGB Pod. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, keep writing in and telling me what to watch because I have no ideas. I love you. Bye.